What's up fam, it's D, and today we're going to be going over the top five free apps that can absolutely transform your life. And um, I'm really just kind of saying this not as some like guy like, you know, hawking apps. These are all free, number one. And number two, these are apps that I use. And not only that, by the end of today's podcast, I'm going to give you probably the most effective shortcut. It's not even an app. Um, I guess maybe it is, maybe it isn't, you tell me, but at the same time, I'm going to give you the easiest and probably the most effective shortcut ever in the entire app, phone, whatever game. So anyways, let's just get right to the boogie and look, before I say anything more, know right now that if you're a type two diabetic, my heart is absolutely with you and you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms and don't ever let anyone take that from you. In the same breath, I'm doing this as a regular guy, okay? So let me tell you right now, please don't use any of this information to treat, diagnose, or cure, or, you know, whatever, you know, any sort of metabolic disease or metabolic condition such as type 2 diabetes or anything uh, anything of that sort. Any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. Um, look, I'm just a regular dude, okay? I don't, I don't practice medicine. I don't practice guitar. I definitely don't practice Spanish. So at the same time, please know that I'm really just a regular guy, a person, a type 2 diabetic living on the front lines and really just kind of sharing everything that's helped turn my life around and the helps that it absolutely helps you and inspires you one way or another because I sincerely believe with all my heart with all my heart, that the faster that we lift one another up and the faster we help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster we change the world together. All right? So, and really quickly here, um, huge shouts out to everyone in... So I was looking at, I was actually sharing with this with the other day with my daughter again. And like, you know, countries like, you know, Morocco, Poland, um, the UK... Um, just all over the place. I never knew that, you know, talking on my own or just really going out to try to help people would really like start to spark things around the world. And not only that, I'm like noticing during these whole coronavirus times that like, you know, my listening times and all this other stuff are spiking. So look, this is way bigger than me. This is all about you. So thank you. My heart is with you. I love you. I'm just a regular guy living a dream. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also to thank you, I want to give you a free 21 day transformation challenge. You can get it right now where I literally share with you all kinds of stuff on how I'm able to like lose all this crazy weight. Um, I was literally over, you know, a hundred, um, I'm already over a hundred pounds down. How I was able to do that and giving all this other stuff away. How I was able to shortcut dieting and all this other stuff and really just kind of like free myself from those, you know, handcuffs, if you will. And I want to give it to you for free. Okay, it's at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Um, In it, every single day, you get like everything from a download to a video and all this other stuff in between. At the same time, I'm going to be real with you. Yes, I do um, offer a program in there. I think it's like 37 bucks, right? Obviously, nobody's getting rich over off 37 bucks. I really just kind of have it in there to help support the podcast, help support the site. Um, and obviously, I'm going to be launching a whole bunch of extra YouTube content as well. So my heart's with you. Thank you. And let's get down with the boogie. So the first app, the absolute first app that I use, you may have probably never even heard of it, is one by the name of State. Okay, S-T-A-T. 
E. Now, here's why it's super, super important. If you haven't listened to the uh, the podcast, the episode with Gabriel Moreno, okay, Gabriel Moreno, inside of there, he talks about how he's able to quickly and very easily lower his blood sugar simply by putting himself in a really quiet place and like, you know, just doing some breathing exercises. Now, if you want to look up the science on this stuff, I'll give you some references right now. Okay. The um, hormone that is responsible for this, you've probably already heard of it, is called cortisol. Okay. If you're taking notes, C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L. Please feel free to look that up. And now if you are a type 2 diabetic who has the Don's effect, right? The morning effect. Um, you probably already know this, right? Those, those crazy blood sugar, you know, numbers in the morning, those uncontrollable blood sugars in the morning. I'm one of those people. Okay. And the reason why is because basically when the cortisol goes to, um, is basically a, a more, um, a hormone when it hits us in the early mornings, those dawn hours, which was why they call it the dawn's effect, right? When it hits our system, that stress hormone, which hits kind of like a reset button every day to, you know, kind of like spark the system, it can spike our blood sugars. Okay. And a lot of us, okay. And I'm one of those people. The thing there is that cortisol, it's the stress hormone, okay? So whenever we're feeling stressed out, whatever we're feeling, if we have like high blood pressure, okay? That's actually how I really kind of came to using this... um, uh, this, uh, this, this, um, this breathing and, and got into it in the first place. It had nothing to do with blood sugar, to be totally honest. I didn't even know that they were correlated um, until later down the road. Okay. So like long story short, I was on YouTube, just like anyone else looking around online, looking for ways to lower my blood sugar because I was taking or blood pressure because I was taking blood pressure medicine. Okay, this is wonderful for blood sugar and blood pressure. It's a huge double dip and it also helps relax you, clear the mind and even help you, um, you know, both in the morning and go to bed. Um, I use this all the time. Okay, and it really only takes anywhere from like three to five minutes. And I'll give you some examples. Okay, so real quick. Um, I really kind of came into this when I um, was looking on YouTube, found some, you know, how to lower blood pressure, you know, um, videos and stuff like that. A couple of them had breathing. And I was like, what? Really? Like, this is crazy, right? So if you know me, know my story, set everything on fire, like let's see what the heck the, what the bull crap is versus what's real by doing what? Turning the lights on, right? So I went on YouTube or went on um, Amazon. I bought a, um, a digital um, you know, blood pressure cuff, okay? Um, now they're really cheap. Um, I think at the time I got mine at like 50 bucks. Um, now I think it's only like 20 or 30 bucks, right? For like a cheap one. And then if you want to get a fancy one, like the Bluetooth, you know, it freaking talks to your phone and all this other stuff. Um, you can get it at Costco, I think right now for like 45 or 49 bucks, right? Um, you know, when I look at that and here's my thinking on that, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but I was just like, Hey, look, if I'm paying like 20 bucks for blood pressure pills, right. And I'm doing that per month and I could just buy a $40 thing and figure it out right now. And then like never have to take them again. Like, yeah, let's, you know, I want to win forever. Right. I'm not the brightest guy, but anyways, that's what I was thinking. So I bought that thing thinking that, Hey, look, if it didn't work out, I can return it. Right. So I bought the, I bought the blood, blood pressure cuff. I did this. Um, I started doing this thing and then my blood pressure started to drop. Okay. And I was like, wow, really? Like this is kind of crazy. Right. And then I ended up going and I started doing this before I really kind of did this as like a little hack, 
not understanding that, hello, Davis, you can do this every day, right? I'm not the brightest guy in the world. But when I first started doing this, I just started doing it first to kind of see if it was real. Secondly, I was like, let me just do this before I go to my doctor's appointment. I would literally go and I would pull up in the, in, uh, in the, um, in the parking lot and I would sit down and I would first, I would do this breathing exercise anywhere from like five to 10 minutes at the time. Okay. And then I'll walk in and I would, you know, obviously walk in, um, and do my whole appointment. And every single time, almost like clockwork, they'd be like, Davis, wow, you got a really good blood pressure. I'm like, Oh yeah, great. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like high five. You know what I mean? Um, awesome. Right. Then here's what ended up happening. Right. So I kind of got like more and more into it and I ended up getting like into like different, um, you know, meditative apps, right? There's all these different meditation apps. That's actually kind of like what I was using at the time. Okay. Which is why I want to give you state because this one is a lot faster. It's a lot easier. Um, it's way less complex. It's literally just a black screen. And these people are not paying me to tell you this. Okay. Um, it's just a black screen with a ball that like, you know, goes, um, that opens and closes, opens and closes. And you basically just, you know, follow along. It's super simple. Okay. Super, super simple. Um, and here's the thing. I didn't know that this was working until I was part of Gabriel's group. And I still am love the group by the way. And, um, next thing you know, he's sharing <laughs> blood pressure numbers while he's at work or blood sugar numbers. I'm sorry, blood sugar numbers. He tips himself and he's sharing it in this Facebook group. You know, obviously like people are sharing their numbers and stuff. And so he shares it and all these people are like, wow, you know, like, how are you doing this? You know? And he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, I, I do it all the time. And I don't know how he, um, he may have actually re- referenced it in the, uh, in the podcast episode, but I don't remember how he, fa- he tripped and fell onto that, but he did. And I remember thinking to myself like, dude, I do that all the time, you know? And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute here. What's going on? And then obviously in these, uh, blood pressure, these meditation, these, um, these breathing exercises, what we're doing, there's a lot of science behind you know, the whole cortisol thing. Basically what we're doing is we're oxygenating the body and then relaxing the body, taking a lot of that stress and alleviating a lot of that pressure and dropping that cortisol effect. Okay. We're literally taking that cortisol effect, that stress hormone, and we're kind of answering it at the source, if you will. Now, keep in mind, um, I, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor if you want to, which is why I give you the, um, the uh, the name, if you were to look it up, I also give you the uh, the Facebook group in Gabriel's uh, you know Gabriel's uh, podcast episode in the same breath. Set this on fire and test your blood sugar right along with it. Okay, right along with it. That is how you cut the crap. If somebody ever makes a um, you know a, a bold faced you know promise, this is the way or whatever, set it on fire. Okay, not everybody body not everybody's body is different. I'm just giving you all the answers that have worked for me. Okay. So yeah, I, um, I saw him drop his blood sugar. Um, I was like, wow, really? And here's the thing. We talk about it a lot in his episode where if you ever have gone out and if you've ever, this is going to sound really nerdy, but I'm just being really blatantly transparent here. If you've ever gone out and you've like watered the water, the plants, or worked in the garden and like pick the weeds or whatever. And you just kind of like get this like relax. You just kind of like relax. You know what I mean? Like, you know, nobody's like getting mad at like the ferns or anything like that, right? Like you see like little flowers, the grass, and you're like spraying it with water. Like it's not like it's an aggressive thing, right? Like normally it's a very relaxing thing. Okay. 
he also talks about, and I've experienced the same thing, where when you get out and you go from being stressed to relaxed, or even if you're just semi just chilling, and you relax your body that much more, you relax the body, you relax the mind, okay, it brings everything down a couple of notches, okay, and it really, really helps with both blood sugar and blood pressure, okay, again, the app there is State, S-T-A-T-E, they do have a paid version, it's free, if you want to do the free version, priceless app, it's literally just a blank screen with a ball on it, okay, so, State, that's number one. Number two is Map My Fitness. Okay, Map My Fitness. This was huge for me when I was morbidly, morbidly, morbidly obese. Um, I used to sweat. I used to be that guy in a corporate office, in an office sitting in front of a computer, in the AC, okay, in the AC, and sometimes even in the meeting room, where they kind of, I'd, I'd crank the AC up and be like a chill pad in there, or like, almost like a meat locker in there, I would still be sweating. I'd be that guy who had to like keep dabbing his face and wiping his face and throwing, you know, uh, paper towels in my pocket, okay? It was embarrassing, okay? At the same time, this one app, Map My Fitness, was one of the biggest ones that changed my life forever because at the time, morbidly obese, I could not exercise, and I just went, I started doing like five and seven minute walks. Okay. And at very first I was like, I was like, okay, let me get out. Let me go for a small walk and let me just go for a walk. And I started marking my territory, right? Almost like a, how a dog pees on a fire hydrant, if you will. I would literally walk outside the building door. I would walk a couple buildings up and I'd be like, okay, that little fire hydrant or that light pole, I got to hit that light pole the next time. Okay. Or maybe go just a little bit past that light pole within a five or a 10 or a seven or a 15 minute walk, whatever it was, okay? And the next thing you know, that distance, if you will, got a little bit longer. It went from like five buildings to like six buildings to seven buildings to next thing you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it to almost the end of the block and then I'm going to walk back, okay? I would do that on my break. That led me doing that on my lunch. And then by the time I was doing it on my lunch... Um, you know, I started walking a little bit more and it got to the point where I was started doing now in the morning because I didn't want to like come. I This is really embarrassing. But um, even if a small even if sitting in an air conditioned room got me to sweat, obviously walking outside would make me like crazy sweaty. So I next thing you know, I just started doing like five and ten minute walks in the morning before I jumped in the shower. Long story short, started using Map My Fitness. And it's free, okay? I started using the free version, okay? And the next thing you know, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna walk to the end of the block and then back in my neighborhood, right? And then I was like, man, I wonder how long that is. And I just turned it on and I just walked and I came back and I was like, oh, okay, it's whatever distance. And the next thing you know, I'm like, okay, what if I just added like another, I don't know, 50 feet, one more house or two more houses down and then walked back? Nothing crazy, right? Next thing you know, that simple practice of just looking down at it and being like, hey, I walked this far in like, you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it was. To be totally honest, a lot of times I would just throw in some headphones, whether I was listening to comedy 
uh, a podcast just like this, hey, hey, or even some music. I would just kind of get lost in my own little world. And sometimes I'd be talking to myself or thinking about my wife and kids or work or whatever, um, or maybe even like food, whatever it was. And I would just walk and come back and wander around, look down and be like, hey, here's how much distance I covered, right? Doing that and that baby little step with this free app, okay, with this free app was probably one of the biggest linchpins that led me to going, oh, okay, great. That's a quarter mile. Here's, you know, 0.4 miles. 0.4 became five, six, seven, eight, became one mile. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I walked a mile. That's awesome, right? Taking my time, no pressure. I'm chilling, okay? I'm thinking about food. I'm like listening to comedy. I'm listening to, to music. I'm listening to podcast. I'm doing whatever. I'm in my own little world, no pressure, no nothing, but just looking down and saying, hey, on this free app, I walk that far? Really? And that's how I went from, then I went from, you know, one miles, two, three, four, five, six, and so on. And um, yeah, it's probably one of the most most powerful things because it allows us to take a step way back, do everything at our own pace. So we're not like beating ourselves up. It allows us to regain a lot of that innocence and really just kind of have fun, right? Um, if I'm listening to, um, you know, and if you like movies and stuff like that, you can do this by literally just, you know, make, making sure you go on a clear walking path or something like that um, and literally just walking to your phone, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes you can just talk to an old friend, whatever it is, surf Facebook. I don't care. Whatever works for you, right? That is what ultimately is going to like get you going and my heart's with you. You can totally do that. Okay. So map my fitness is number two. Number three is my fitness pal. Okay, my fitness pal. This one's totally free. The cool thing about my fitness pal is that you can put your weight in it. Your, you know, your, your, uh, your, your, um, your, um, your age, your height, and all this other stuff. And you can put your like weight loss goals in there. Um, even if you don't want to do that, okay. Even if you don't want to do that, and you just want to get an idea of like what's kind of going into your body, right? So if you've ever heard my story on like the whole. Um, you know, the whole Chinese food thing and how I'm able to like, you know, lower and control my blood sugar by eating everything from drive through fast food burgers, the Mexican, the whole in the wall Mexican place and Chinese food, right? The whole thing that freed me and what made me use Chinese food to lower and control my blood sugar when everyone else was like, yeah, right, dude, ironically clicked with me by using my fitness pal. Because at the time I was using, I was eating a lot of the, uh, the everything chow mein, you know, with the with the pork and the shrimp and the chicken and the beef and the all that other stuff and just a big, you know, whole mound of like greasy noodles and all that other stuff in between, right? And when I looked into my fitness pal, feel free to look it up. When you look at the everything one, I think it's like a third of a cup or a half a cup is like 500 calories. I went home, I literally pulled out a, a measuring cup. I looked at a cup and I'm like, dude, that's 500 calories, like. There's no way. And then it clicked with me like, yeah, probably because they're super greasy. It's tasty. You know what I mean? It's super tasty. But when you look at like, you know, the calories and just the vegetable oil they use alone, I don't know how much it was per tablespoon, but it was a lot. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's crazy because the Chinese food place that I go to, they, it's one of those hole in the wall Chinese food places where they almost have a contest on who can pack and stack more stuff in that little plastic thing to the point where they literally have to like, 
the little, you know, the little two folding tabs that like insert or whatever, they would always break and they would literally have to take like tape, right? Like, like a transparent tape that you'd use in the office and tape the whole freaking thing shut just to close. Okay. But the time I did that versus me paying two or three extra dollars to having the owner actually go out and cook me things that were 100% fresh, 100% made for me, didn't have all the grease, didn't have all the starches, you know, like the, that they use for the gravy, didn't have all like the fillers, the sugars, the flour, any of that stuff. Not only were people in line asking like, dude, what is that? I want what he's having, right? It was 100% fresh. It was made just for me. The flavors, because it wasn't under a heat lamp for only Lord knows how long, was through the roof, right? On top of that, I was shaving by stuffing my face, eating fresh food made just for me, stuffing my face, saving anywhere from 750 to 1500 calories in a single meal. And the best part about that is, is because it was (laughs) everyone in line was like, dude, what's he having? The more that I came back and the more that I was just like, yeah, you know, like make me something with, you know, protein and vegetables, whatever. Right. He just starts making all these one off dishes. And the more that I came back, more and more people are like, dude, I want what he's having. I want what he's having. And the next thing you know, I had this huge library of foods that the owner and I already jived on. And the next thing you know, I had my own little private menu. It was like the best thing ever. And how much did it take me to do that? Like two to three bucks max. Okay. Huge thing ever. Anyway, the portal there, the thing that showed me that freedom was my fitness pal. And the beautiful thing that I like about it is that you can go anywhere. Okay. You can go dang near anywhere because it is so popular. So much of the data entry is in there. You can just start searching foods. And the vast majority of the data has already been figured out for you, you know, super, super simple. It's like a Google, if you will. Okay. The cool thing is, is, you know, if you're doing anything from, you know, like keto and you want to hit like macros or you have certain calorie targets and all this other stuff, you can put all that stuff in there. You can program that in there. Okay. I am not that fancy. All right. Um, I started, um, you know, just looking at food in general. And I think somewhere in there, I got into calorie tracking and somewhere in there, I also did at one time, you know, macros tracking, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, you don't have to get all that fancy if you don't want to. Okay. Um, and I'll show you how to actually completely shortcut that even like by leaps and bounds, a far more simpler way of doing it. I just want to give you that tool because for me, that was like the linchpin and I was just like, whoa, you know, to all kinds of stuff. But in a second here, I'm going to show you an even simpler way of doing it. Okay. But before I do that, one more app, number four, which totally helped transform my life night and day was interval timer. Okay. Interval timer. Um, so long story short here, when I, um, like I was saying before, morbidly obese, okay, could not exercise, okay, could not exercise. If you put me in front of one of these YouTube videos where people are doing like 30 minutes, like there's no way, no way I could make it back then. In fact, I couldn't do five minutes. In fact, not only was my body so far against me, I had such low self-esteem that I was like, dude, I can't even do one minute of exercise. So I stopped. I'm like, what if I didn't do a minute of exercise? What if I only did not even thir- not even half of that? What if I didn't do 30 seconds of exercise? And what if I just did 20? And what if for every 20 seconds, I just took a break for 10 seconds, right? So I worked for 20 and then for pretty much half the time, I'll take another break, right? 
that anybody could do to walking, right? Or even if you're just, you know, moving around in the house, whatever it is, right? I started with that. And just so you know, like that for me was the biggest linchpin ever. If anybody ever sees me do anything, Okay, if you've ever seen any of my YouTube videos where I'm 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 deadlifting, I'm I'm doing uh, you know like heavy bag stuff, I'm doing medicine ball stuff, I'm swinging a kettlebell, I'm doing um, you know squat presses, I'm doing all this other stuff to a timer. Okay, if you really want to know the secret, this all started with walking. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, I don't really ever talk about this much, but I'm gonna give it to you right now. Okay, it started with walking. Okay, walking became a little bit of a of a like a power walk. Okay, that walk became like a little bit of a slow jog. By the time I got to a slow jog, this is gonna sound really corny. I'm just being super honest here. I started doing like old school, like you know, aerobics style stuff. Not even anything hardcore, like a knee lift. Okay, you know how you just kind of like pick your leg up like you're going for a walk, but you're like walking in place. Yeah. That stuff, right? The grandma stuff. And it's all good, you know, because I, I, it works, you know? So I started there, okay? And next thing you know, I started flapping my arms, flapping my arms and, um, you know, ended up doing like, you know, um, I started doing like knee bends, okay? After knee bends, I started doing like butt kickers where you, I basically just take my heel and like, you know, lift it up to where I kick myself in the butt. You know what I mean? Um, I would do stuff like that, that led me to doing, you know, like like small like mountain climbers on the ground. Um, then, you know, next thing you know, I started doing like little air squats, if you will, kind of like I'm sitting down and getting back up again, right? That led me to doing like, you know, jumping jacks, right? And the next thing you know, I'm just doing like these, you know, super minor, 20 seconds at a time, not really racing against the clock, nothing like that. I just started, hey, what if I just, you know, kicked my butt for 20 seconds, Right? And then the beautiful thing about that is it allowed me to pick up the intensity. Here's the key. Allowed me to pick my intensity up at the pace that I wanted. And because it was so easy and because it allowed me to take it at my own pace, it was like, well, duh, how can I not do this? Right? Like, how can I not do this? Like, if I'm not going to, like, you know, break my back or whatever and I go at the 80% rule, right, 80% and under where I'm not sore the next day, that is one of the biggest shortcuts because we can literally come in the next day and the next day, 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 right? And it's almost like the tortoise, you know, beating the hare, right? Um, if you listen to like not even the 80% rule, but if we did like the 50% rule, right? Um, you know, the that example there saying like, you know, hey, Davis, let's say I'm going to use, um, you know, weightlifting, for example, because it's a really easy example, right? So if you're like, Davis, you need to lift, you know, let's say you're need, you need to lift 100 pounds and let's say you need to do it 10 times and that's my absolute max to where I'm going to break myself. I'm not 20 years old anymore, so I'm probably going to hurt myself, but let's say I'm going to be hard-headed and do that anyway, okay? And don't get me wrong, there are times where we do want to absolutely shatter through our previous thresholds, but this, my friend, is something different and here's why. So let's say... Um, you're like me to where, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you work out really, really hard, you can be anywhere sore from like two days to two weeks. Okay. Um, and I've done that too. Okay. Here's the difference. If you said Davis five, you know, uh, um, 100, 100 pounds, 10 reps, a thousand 
pounds and that's going to break me to where I'm sore from two days to two weeks, probably going to demoralize myself, probably going to be a lot harder to get back in the gym, probably going to be a lot harder to get right back after it, you know, when I do feel better, right? Versus you say, Davis, let's do half, you know, don't, don't break your back. Don't do that. Do 50 pounds and do that 10 times. I mean, do that 50 pounds. You're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not even, I'm not definitely not sore. It's like half, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sore. Um, was that even a workout? You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay. Just that's good enough for today. And you're like, all right, cool. That's weird, but okay, sure. If I came in because I'm not sore, because it was easy, I can now focus on everything from having fun, focusing. If I want to get really nerdy, I can focus on technique. I can watch people teaching it on YouTube. I can get a trainer, whatever. But the key there is because I can now easily get back into the gym the following day, instead of Davis on the right, on the left-hand side who did it, you know, 100 pounds, 10 reps and broke himself, Davis on the right-hand side did half the weight, okay, 50 pounds times 10, that's 500 pounds, right, versus 1,000 pounds, right? But then the difference there is I came back three, four, five times that week because it was easy and I had fun and I was probably jamming out listening to music or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Now let's look at the weekly difference. Okay. Davis on one side, on the left side, broke himself, went to 100% capacity and broke himself. Okay. Look, I'm not 20 anymore. If I break myself, it's probably going to take at least a week. Okay, at least a week. I'll be frank in the fact that I used to think that I was way too cool for school and I actually tore my arm and it hasn't worked the same in years. Okay, so this is like real life experience. And so, yeah, Davis on the right, one week, or Davis on the left, rather, in one week, lifted a thousand pounds. Davis on the left, by taking his time, doing it at half the pace, right? Half the workload, no problem, kept coming in. What did he do? 500 times five, that's 25 hundred pounds versus a thousand pounds. That's a 1500 pound difference. Okay. 1500 pounds. Now let's say Davis for the next year does the same exact thing with no improvement, with zero improvement over an entire year. Davis on the left. Okay. Um, you know, who did, you know, like a thousand pounds or whatever, keeps breaking himself versus Davis on the right does 15 you know, 1500, or I'm sorry, um, 2,500 pounds, that 1,500 pounds over the next 52 weeks in a year with zero improvement is still over a 70,000 pound cumulative difference over the year, right? Huge difference, huge night and day difference. See, that, my beloved friend, is a huge secret to this whole thing. So if you ever, if you can understand that, like, oh, wow, it's almost like the small hinges that swing huge doors, right? Kind of like the difference between a kid back in the days trying to like learn like an abacus versus like you and I just pulling out our smartphones and using a calculator, right? And you're like, this kid's over here, like stacking chips, like sliding little, you know, the little things going back and forth and trying to do 12 times 12 or whatever, writing it down on a piece of paper. And you're like, oh, dude, give me a calculator. 12 X 12 equals. There you go. You know what I mean? This kid over here is with an abacus all click, 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 click. And you're like, dude, no, 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 you don't have to even do all that, right? Just give me a computer or a calculator, right? Or my phone, right? Super, super simple, okay? Cuts the crap. Um, so yes, interval timer, okay? Um, 
That was the secret to me doing all these different exercises. Okay. Total, total truth to be known. <clears throat> when I do these, you know, these, um, you know, like, like, uh, you know, these, these runs and stuff like that. If you ever follow any of that stuff, whether it's a four mile one or a seven mile one, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the times I'm using this. Okay. I'm still using this to this day. The beautiful thing here is if you want some extra nerd science behind it, specifically to type two diabetes, um, feel free to look up the journal of obesity, a case study by the name of, uh, or by the gentleman, by the name of Stephen H. Boucher, B-O-U-C-H-E-R, with doing the same protocol, 30 seconds at a time, three total minutes of exercise, three sessions per week, right? So I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but you know, I know my times tables, right? So I'm like three minutes times three times a week. That's nine minutes of total exercise per week, per week, found that not only did it improve, um, you know, fasting, um, you know, fasting blood sugar numbers. It helped improve insulin sensitivity by twenty five percent over a three day period. Meaning, by after doing, and the case study says after doing this for two weeks, okay, two weeks, which is two weeks and only eighteen minutes of total exercise over two weeks, that they did the exercise in one day, okay, and the insulin sensitivity spiked twenty five percent. And on the third day of no exercise, it went back to normal. Dude, three minutes of exercise, 72 hours of increased insulin sensitivity, no dieting stuff whatsoever. Yeah, dude, sign me up, right? Again, feel free to look up that, um, that case study if you want the direct link to the case study. Uh, feel free to look up the YouTube video on my channel. I link it to it and I actually break down. And I, not only that, I actually show you my heart graph and how I'm able to burn all these crazy calories by using this, by taking breaks all the time over and over and over. And I even walk you through, like I was mentioning before, everything from knee lifts to butt kickers, super simple exercises. And I even show you a little bit of more of a scaled up version as well. So with respect to your level of exercise, all this stuff is free resources to you. So again, app number four, interval timer. Okay, interval, interval, interval timer. Um, if you want to get fancy, by the way, and like, you know, whip out the wallet, I think the fancy version with all its bells and whistles, I think is $2.99. Um, they may have, actually, that's when it was when I bought it. It might be a whole $3.99 or a whole $4.99, but uh, yeah. Anyways, high five, it's also free. Okay, the last one that eclipsed everything for me, okay, that I absolutely help eclipses everything for you, and this is probably going to be the craziest one, because now you're probably thinking, all right, Davis, you know, this is a type 2 diabetes one, what are you going to tell us about the one that measures blood sugar, right? There's these different ones, right? And there are, and there's a lot of really good ones, ones where you eat and you 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 mix it with your blood sugar numbers, and you you data log what you eat versus what your numbers are, and, and all this other stuff, and high five to all that stuff, okay? However, <laughs> here is the far faster, less complicated, easier, simpler, and way more practical, at least for me, okay? Here's what it is. You ready? Here's what it is. Photos and notes, okay? Photos and notes. And here's what I mean by that, okay? 
this really clicked with me one day. Um, if you ever heard the whole story of how I started going on online and listening to um, all these different type 2 diabetic dietary groups, right? Um, whether they're, you know, uh, low carb, whether they're, you know, um, some of these um, are not even type 2 diabetic, but they're, uh, but they're, you know, dietary Facebook groups, right? Like vegan, right? And there's type 2 diabetics in there and then like, you know, keto and then some of them are like, you know, we're open to everybody. And then inside of that, you're going to have everyone doing the, you know, like Mediterranean or like the, the you know, um, Ethiopian soup diet or whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter, whatever it is. Or people just saying, hey, I figured it out on my own, whatever it is, right? Feel free to do this too. This is an awesome experiment. If you really want to cut the crap once and for all, you can go ahead Ignore all the noises people are making with their faces. Ignore all the words that they're typing and just look at the pictures. You're like, oh yeah, hey, I got awesome blood sugar. Here's my food screenshot. Okay. Scroll. Just ignore everything. Scroll. Someone's saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting awesome blood sugar. Here's my food screenshot. Okay. Cool. Keto screenshot. Mediterranean screenshot. Paleo screenshot. Whole30 screenshot. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? ADA screenshot. Dr. Diadamo's blood type diet screenshot. You know what I mean? You're doing a Dr. Mark Hyman's blood sugar solution screenshot. Oh, you're doing, you know, uh, Dr. Richard Bernstein's, you know, um, type 2 diabetes or diabetes solution or guide to, uh, you know, normal blood sugars screenshot. Whatever it is. Okay. Fitness Guru X screenshot. Online diet doctor Y X. Whatever it is. Okay. Take a picture. Just simply take a picture over and over and over and over and over and take so many pictures that you purposely forget where they came from. And you can only look at the pictures. The funny thing about that is you'll quickly notice that like 70 to 80% of those foods are the exact same. 70 to 80% of those foods, the exact same. Another way of doing it is go online, paleo, you know, Pritikins, whatever. Go online, look up a diet, um, one of these diet lists that we all probably printed online, print them all out, start highlighting foods, okay? And then look at all the ones that match. Probably the same exact ones, 95% of the time that you're gonna see, at least 90% of the time that you're gonna see inside of the same pictures that you're gonna see on Facebook groups or even Pinterest or even Instagram or even YouTube or even just on Google images in general or even Bing images, right? Super transparent. And you're like, oh, right? At least that's when it kind of clicked for me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what if I just dropped all the hype and was like, what if I just ate from these foods that they all share together? You know what I mean? So it's kind of funny because um, um, in this journey, I, I literally went from diet to diet and I couldn't help but notice finding the same things. I couldn't help but notice you're going to see the same things. You're going to see, um, you know, an awesome before and after story. You're going to hear, you know, doctors talk about here's why it's awesome. Maybe scientists. Then you're going to get a really good emotional tearjerker from like how somebody had, you know, a metabolic condition, whether it be cancer, type 2 diabetes, lupus, whatever. And they overcame it with this diet, right? And then if you, all we did is fast forward all that stuff and said, Okay, you're saying you got all this stuff from the food you're eating? And they're like, yes. And you're like, all right, cool. Show me what you're eating, right? Let's fast forward all through, through all this stuff. Take start taking screenshots. Ding. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, really? This is awesome, right? High five, okay? High bloody five, okay? Like super, super simple. Now, how and why does that translate? And like how and why does that shortcut everything? Super simple. Um, 
Huge shout out, shout out, by the way, to Dr. Richard K. Bernstein for this simplified version. He has a much uh, better version, if you will, um, which is the three-step, what I call the three-step A1C shortcut, which is basically, you know, um, tipping yourself for, before your first bite, one hour after, another hour after that. And then um, he also says that if you see a continual glide, I think it is you continually test every hour on the hour until you get a really good idea of what that blood sugar curve is. Okay. Now, if you want to go super simple style, okay, um, and obviously his version being a lot more in depth is obviously going to be a lot more powerful. All the credit goes to him. I'm just a regular dude. However, here's the shortcut that I came at. I came away with it to make it really, really simple and why I don't use any diabetic apps. Okay. Understanding that after seeing the whole picture, picture, picture thing on all these different types of diabetic diets, I just did the same thing, right? Super simple. Okay. And I just took a picture and then I would tip myself. And then I'll do that little three-step A1C shortcut, right? One uh, you know, before my first bite, one hour after that, another after after that. Okay, A, B, C, one, two, three. Okay, what that really did is allow me to say, hey, I'm a regular dude. What if I ate regular food? And what if I just ate these foods that all these different diets had in common? And let me see. I probably don't walk around with a measuring cup. Okay. I don't, I don't walk around with a scale either. Okay. Um, at one time I did all that stuff and like tried forcing myself to do that. It was good in the, in the, in the, um, in the fact that it helped me get an idea, a mental picture, if you will, of, oh, okay. So this is what a cup of spinach looks like. Oh, okay. Okay. This is approximately what eight ounces of chicken looks like. Oh, okay, cool. That's really about it. Okay, um, you know, in regards to understanding where my calories might be, understanding where my macros might be, or how much of my my carb count might be, whatever. But what really kind of even shortcutted and simplified that is saying, "Hey, I'm going to the Mexican place, okay, and uh, I'm going to eat some street tacos. I'm going to stuff my face, you know what I mean? And um, I'm not going to eat the tortilla, right? Um, however, um, depending on the meat that I get." Okay, um, let's say it's the chicken. All right, cool. The chicken goes really well with just, you know, the salsa. And sometimes I'll get their steak one. And sometimes I'll get like two or three, right? On one of them, I might want to have like, you know, guacamole and cheese. One, because their meat is so good, I don't want anything. You know what I mean? Um, it's perfectly seasoned, whatever. I just want to have it plain, okay? And then sometimes, hey, I might have a little bit of salsa on another one, whatever. The real secret was, hey, here's what I ate. Snapshot, right? Snapshot, real simple. That's not hard. And then in my notes section, I would literally just be like, here's, the, here, here's my numbers, my three numbers. Okay, super simple. And here's how that works. Okay, A, B, C, one, two, three. When we see that little three, those three numbers, that little three-step curve, okay, that little three-step turn, I'll put anybody that knows those numbers on a react, like, you know, against anybody doing any diet. Okay, here's why. Number one, they're not listening to the diet. They're listening to their body. They're going to look at the same thing that their doctor is going to look at, right? So if you're anything like me, this dawned on me when it was, I was so frustrated 
And I went from diet to diet to diet. And I, I, re- I wanted to realize, I realized like, I don't want to be a diet person anymore. I just want to be myself. I want to be myself. I don't want to put myself in a box anymore. Not that there's anything bad with these diets and eating one way, the same way, the same thing every single day for the rest of your life is a bad thing. For a lot of people, that sort of framework can last forever and it empowers them in ways that it didn't empower me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just being honest honest enough and saying, hey, look, like if you're a type 2 diabetic, I sincerely believe that you should have the freedom to live the way that you want and the healthiest version of the life that you want in a way that works for both you your blood panel and your, and your doctor, right? So you can live out the, the, the best life that you want however you want, and you're free. That's real freedom, right? That, that's the whole life over type two thing. Anyway, I realized, this dawned on me when I realized, like, okay, dude, like, I want to be myself, but what, is my, what did my doctor look at? Like, how did I even get diagnosed? Like, how do they know that I was a type two diabetic? Oh, they looked at my blood sugar numbers, right? My A1C, right? Which is, which is an average, right? And if you don't know the whole story, this dawned on me when my daughter, who was in fifth grade at the time, because I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but my daughter at the time was in fifth grade. I'll never forget it. She walks up to me and she goes, Daddy, I need help with my homework. I'm like, sure, babes, what's up? And she goes, yeah, I need help with this whole average thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And so she shows me, she whips out her little math book or whatever, and there's a three, four, and a five. And I go, yeah, babes, this is really simple. You add three plus four plus five and you divide it by the number of units, right? And so she goes, okay, daddy, let's do this together. Okay, cool. What's three plus four? Seven. Plus five? Twelve, right? And how many numbers, total numbers were there? There was, uh, you know, three, four, and five. So that's three, right? There's three units, right? So I'm like, take 12, divide it by three. Four, daddy, four. I'm like, yeah, that is the average. And she goes, okay. So I'm like, yeah, babes, the pro, the, you know, the whole thing with, Averages, you take the high, the low, all the numbers in between, and you basically just divide it by the sum number of units. That's your average. And she goes, just like that. Three plus four plus five divided by four, or divided by three equals four. She goes, oh, okay, great. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. And I was like, oh. So they look at my blood sugar numbers. What did my doctor look at every time... They told me whether I was doing a good, bad, a good job or a bad job. My blood sugar numbers. When they took me off of medicine, what was my provider looking at? My doctor looking at? My blood sugar numbers. I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should look there too, right? And so that's exactly what I did. And so I just took a picture of my food, blood sugar numbers. Here's the secret and here's how I shortcut everything, okay? When I see that three-point turn, and if my numbers go sideways, there's really only three things I can do, okay? Here's why I say it's easy as ABC, one, two, three. This is the foundation of what I call the easy A1C, okay? Number one, eating from the foods that all these diets share, okay? So you're like free from all the politics or whatever, right? Kind of like it's funny because I say that because, and not that I'm a political person, but I sincerely believe... I sincerely believe, here's what I believe, um, just in case you were wondering, probably don't, but I'm just being transparent here. I sincerely believe that 80 to 95% of the general public, if you stripped away any narrative of this side versus that side, left versus right, right versus left, blue versus red, whatever, right? It's like the Crips and the Bloods, right? If you, if you completely ignored all of that, 
and you took every single um, legislative, financial, healthcare related, every single um, issue and or topic, if you will, okay, and every bill, and you gave it directly to a consumer and they read it from top to bottom. They saw the financials. They saw the risks that were involved. They saw the pros and the cons without anybody feeding them a narrative that feeds their agenda. I wouldn't be surprised if 85 to 95% of the general public would actually come up with their own conclusion when they're not being manipulated. And that not only that, that when they look at the priority of things, that they would actually start to question and say, um, you know, you guys are fighting for this. When we look at the entire itinerary of, of agendas on the table, that's probably not the first and the, you know, first and most important thing that we'd probably put our money on. Just saying. Just saying. When people can actually see the facts for what they are and not be fed someone else's ideology, you might be surprised. That's my whole thing. And the only reason why I say that, again, I'm coming from a whole different world of you know finances. I had two friends that were um, basically arguing, you know what I mean? Back and forth, you know, one side versus the other. And they try to use me as like the whole domino of, okay, it's going to be this way or the other. And they're like, D, like, why don't you, you know, why aren't you picking a side? And I simply told them because I work, you know, in finances and I'm not a political person. Um, however, I told them, you know, what I saw. And I'm like, well, if you read the annual budget, regardless of the president's, the financial agenda was the same. In that the, um, so you look at things like the, um, and this actually dawned on me because I, I work in mortgages. So uh, the 10-year bond, if you will, is the foundation of everything from like, you know, um, pension programs, retirement programs, interest rates for mortgages, right? Which is why we were monitoring them. It's also the uh, a finan- a financial and it's a backbone, if you will, on everything from Medicare to Social Security. Okay. So... Common sense there. If you're anything like me, you remember 2008, the presidential election, right? They were like, hey, that was the topic back then. Social Security and um, and Medicare. Why? Because they were on the verge of bankruptcy, right? Now, regardless of the administration, when you say that they've been rates and, and interest rates and returns on those bonds have been artificially low since back then, Can anybody name one program, and obviously the the baby boomers are the biggest demographic of our generation right now in that, um, because obviously child reproduction is going down, right? And I'm I'm going on the weird rant here, but I'm just, here's why I'm saying this. Child production is going down. Obviously the baby boomers put the most into it for people like you and I right now to completely thrive. So high five to the baby boomers. My parents are boomers. I love that generation. I have no problem supporting them because they paved the way for me. And people like you and I, okay, here's why I also say that. When we understand that so many of these blue-collar, middle-class workers, and even white-collar folks are baby boomers that paved that way for us, and when we understand that the pension programs and all this other stuff are, are down, and like, you know, I, I, I asked them, I'm like, okay, well, if you read the financial thing, my kids go to public school. And if you look at the educational budgets on a federal level, they're at zero. Okay, well, I don't care who the president is. I want smart kids. Number one. Number two, I have parents 
So if I know that since 2008, that Social Security and Medicare was on the brink of, you know, going, um, you know, brink of uh, bankruptcy, and nobody can, number one, name one program that's reinvigorated those. <clears throat> number two, can't tell me where the turnaround for them has ever come. It's almost like they argued about it. And that's why I'm not so much about politics is because they argued about it and it sounded cool, but nobody can ever actually share something that turned that around. And if you do, please share with me because I'm, I'm totally down to educate myself. 100%. There is no right and wrong. There just is what it is. And so maybe it's because I never, I've never followed up on it in particular. But however, when I would read the uh, federal budgets and stuff like that, okay, when you look at the returns for these programs, regardless of the administration, can you see a huge rate hike to reinvigorate and re-increase the returns on any of these programs through the 10-year bond? I can't. Sure, you might see an incremental, hey, it went from you know, from three to four, and now it's back down to the low threes again, like in, at least interest rates, right? Can you imagine what people's pension plans are looking like on that 10-year bond if they're basing it off the 10-year bond and the bond is lower than interest rates and that's at 3%? Anyway, right? I hope you can understand where I'm coming from because, yeah, what if we just read the piece of paper and instead of having somebody's you know, whatever stuck in my head, getting t- told whatever, that we actually just look at the facts for what they are. And that's how I, that same exact approach is what woke me up when it came to food. Because a lot of these different dietary programs, as much as I lift a lot of them up, if we simply ignore the noise that's coming out of their mouth and you're saying, at the end of the day, you're saying all these benefits are coming from the, the diet that you're eating. Yeah, and the diet is the food that you're eating. Yeah, and probably how you're eating it too, right? So obviously the raw vegan, 100% raw. The keto world, it's within a macro protocol, right? However, the bare bones, if you will, right? Mediterranean, Pritikins, Dr. Diadamo, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Um, <clears throat> you know, Dr. Bernstein, the last three doctors, by the way, all focus on what? Blood blood. When we are diagnosed, when we are told that we've improved, when we told that we're sucking, whatever, and it's all because it's becoming coming from our blood numbers. The second that I started to look at the doctors that focused on that, and then started to realize that when I printed out all their diets and all these ingredients were the same, okay, little light bulb went off in the head and I was like, all right, let me shoot that. Let me go ahead and see what my numbers are. Okay, so now let's take that back. Go to the Mexican place. Shoot the food. Okay, test myself. A, B, C. Here's my first number, second number, third number. If if those numbers don't look right, here's basically what I do. There's only three simple steps. Okay, step number one. If I take a Tootsie Pop and I stick it in my mouth and the sugar from the Tootsie Pop skyrockets my blood sugar, chuck the thing, okay? Obviously, not my not my favorite thing to do, but in the same breath, I'm a type 2 diabetic, and sometimes these are just the cars that were dealt, all right? So number one, chuck the bloody thing. Number two, okay, number two is to um, either break it down or swap it out, okay? 
Break it down, swap it out. Okay, here's what I mean by that. Let's say I go to Fatburger. There used to be a Fatburger by my place, okay? And I didn't want to do another dieting thing. However, I wanted to stuff my face with food that didn't want to, that didn't, you know, um, spike my blood sugar. Okay, so let's break that down. Okay, so step number one, let's break that down. If I go to the burger place, that's probably one of the easiest wins ever, right? Cool, protein burger, done, right? Don't give me the bread, don't give me the ketchup, boom. If I have to eat a cheeseburger, okay, that's way, that's way easier for me to eat a cheeseburger or even some Mexican food or some Chinese food, way easier for me to do that than do some weird hokey dieting thing, okay? Just say it, okay? Number one. Number two, if I break it down and I swap things out, if I wanted to play the tit for tat game, cool, let's do that. Okay, so I get rid of the bun, I get rid of the ketchup, what can I put in its place? What can I put in its place? Well, that's easy. Let me just, if I'm at Fat Burger, let me just read down the list, right? Another slice of cheese, another patty, full fat ranch dressing, blue cheese crumbles, guacamole, a fried egg, um, you know, uh, bacon, um, you know, um, Give me one of the deli meats. Give me the spicy mustard. Give me, I know there's something else. I'm literally just pulling this out of, like, you know, out of thin air. That was like nine. So I got rid of two and I got nine. I don't even have the menu in front of my face. I can just literally just read down the menu and do the same exact thing, right? So let's say I got, I got rid of two, got nine in his place. Winning all day long. That, my friend, is how I'm able to go out and stuff my face, regardless of the restaurant that we're in, and nobody can tell that I'm controlling my blood sugars, Okay. Easy A1C all day long, okay? Break it down, swap things out. And then number three is going to be play defense, okay? Play defense, okay? Here's what I mean by that, okay? If I go to Fat Burger and my wife who's not type 2 diabetic or my kids who are not type 2 diabetic get anything from fries to a shake, okay? I'm going to have this burger that's going to look like I'm eating at the county fair. All right. And I'm going to enjoy that mug like it's nobody's business. And by the time I'm done with that thing, I'm 90, 95, 99.9999999% full to the brim. I've chalked myself to the gills. I'm satisfied. I'm full. I'm whatever. Now, secret being, if I played defense and if I had that first, by the time I'm chalked to the gills and I want to have like a french fry, a couple, now I don't. But if I did, because I'm so full of foods that don't spike my blood sugar, spike it very little, if I did have a couple of french fries or a swig of my wife's, you know, milkshake or whatever, I'm already full. It's not like I started with that stuff. I'm taking very little. So I'm doing the least amount of damage. Right. If you would have started me and said, Davis, I'm going to order you that burger. However, let's simply start with the French fries and the milkshake. I'm going to be jacked. Okay. I might as well just, you know, jump into some airplane propellers. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going for a ride. Right. However, if you just did something as stupid, simple as reverse the, you know, the, the, uh, the order and you said, Davis, stuff your face with this county fair burger. Right. That's just chalk to the gills and you're going to party out and have an awesome time and you're going to eat like nobody's business. Nobody can tell you you're eating to control your blood sugar. No worries. And then you're like, oh, gosh, you know what? Let me get a fry in. Uh, okay, cool. Awesome. Right? Nowhere near as much damage. Okay. Um, yeah. Simple photos and notes. Photos and notes. That three point 
turn. Three-point turn. Um, a lot of this, um, I give a lot of huge um, shout-outs to the um, keto community um, for this. Um, I'm a huge fan of all genres of eating. Um, I support all of them because for me, it's about, A, number one, this level of common sense, understanding what our body is saying versus what a diet is saying, right? Um, Because a lot of us, at least I know for me, one of the biggest reasons why I had such a bad relationship with food, emotional, irrational, all this other stuff is because I was following, I was doing what I shouldn't have been doing the entire time. I was following XYZ diet guru and all this other stuff and ignoring what I should have been listening to the entire time which was myself and my body. I hope that serves you well. Um, and that's it, dude. That's it. Um, so let's let's break them on down. State. Map my fitness, my fitness pal, interval timing and or interval timer rather, and photos and notes. Photos and notes. Oh my goodness. If somebody would have told me the day that I walked out of being diagnosed and they just shared with me what I just shared with you, whether it was eat from the foundation that all these different diets are, you know, coming from, and I'll, I'll be straight with you. A lot of them, the, one of the foundational pieces that you're going to find on all these diets. Okay. Straight up. And I learned a lot of this from, um, from, um, let me give some shout outs here. Huge priceless shout outs. Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Anne Louise Gittleman, and uh, Ben Greenfield. Actually, no, another person, Abel James. Okay. Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Anne Louise Gittleman, Ben Greenfield, and Abel James. Um, when I was doing paleo, um, because one thing that you're going to find foundationally at the, at the bottom of any diet, and people crushing, whether they're doing you know keto, Mediterranean, vegan, whatever, is Whole foods, okay, whole organic foods that have not been GMO'd, okay? When we look at the chemicals and a lot of these different additives and preservatives and all this other stuff that they put in food and it causes everything from, you know, excess water retention, excess fat retention, slows down the metabolism, causes cancers and tumors in rats and stuff like that, you know. Not only that, if they've got to inject colors, if these food companies have to inject colors into this thing just to make it marketable to sell to us, like that should say something, right? If we get rid of that so much, so, so much of the, um, so much of the headache and the pressure is kind of like off our shoulders, one, and then two, if we just find out like, you know, our, um, what works for our body, so much, so much easier, man. So much easier. If I was just those three things, Davis, eat from the foundational foods that all these diets share, right? Like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then simply, step number two, take photos. Step number three, take notes, right? Like just, you know, understand like what those three numbers are. Photo, notes, photo, notes. Um, probably would have shortcut years of going diet after diet after diet. 
um, looking at all these, you know, staying up all night reading case studies from around the world and all these goofy diets and um, just getting back to the common sense that, hey, my, my doctor is going to look at my numbers. And so if I know what they are before I even go or if I know like what what foods are hurting me or what foods are serving me, right? Um, and a lot of this really clicked with me. If you don't know the story, I, I started vegan, blew up in my face. That led me to slow carb, led me to paleo, keto, and then eventually I went zero carb. Um, and then when zero carb, I was eating a lot of pork, blew up in my face. My blood panel literally looked like somebody laid it across a bed of firecrackers and gave it back to me, okay? Um, not that zero carb is bad, or now they call it carnivore. I guess I'm dying. I'm dating myself because that's how long ago I, I tried it when they used to call it zero carb. Um, huge shouts out to all of them, all these different diets. Um, and a, not that I'm throwing rocks at zero carb. Actually, it was a zero carb person that helped me. Um, so I want to give them props too. It's called it's a it's a it's the post called pork, and it's under zero carb zen zero carb zen back, uh, dot com backslash pork, and it's a post on there where um, they actually have a Facebook group too, where they talk about pork for some people having not only high blood sugar but also high inflammation markers. People testing and even non diabetics testing as high as one seventy and having high fasting blood sugar numbers the day after. And at the time, I thought carbs, 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 when I really just should have been listening to my body. So much easier. Anyways, I hope that serves you well. You, my beloved friend, have an awesome day. And uh, yeah, go crush it. I'll see you in the next one. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Okay, subscribe and share this. Um, as I sincerely believe, you know, the faster that we lift one another up, the faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families, and the faster we're saving families, the faster we change the world together. Love you. I'm out.